Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Beerworks Podcast. Another mini one. Second one coming in after Sifu. This week we're going to talk about something me and Skad's both into, pop culture and like collectibles and collecting stuff. I know Skad's has been collecting a lot of Pokemon stuff recently, so Skad's, let's dive into it. What do you got? Hey, man. So, yeah, uh, I think it was like maybe November last year when maybe maybe even October, Pokemon released the 25th uh, Celebrations and which was like a reprint of the original base set, like Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise, the Pikachu, um, like full art. Like, there's a lot of cool things in that, and a lot of legendary Pokemon in these small packs. And so it all started with me buying an Elite Trainer box, which is about $100 worth, and you get a bunch of packs. And I pulled a Charizard out of that, and I got really stuck into it then. I thought, wow, this is actually really fun opening packs again, because I used to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards back in the day with with Pap, and that was even like just after high school, we still bought a few, few packs, and... But yeah, I was just like, man, I really enjoy this again. It's it's good. It's good nostalgia. It brings back my childhood. And I thought to myself, maybe I should look into buying some more Pokemon cards, but not just opening myself, but maybe keeping some sealed products for long term investment. And yeah, since then I've just run with it, and now I've got you know a small stash of sealed product back here at home. And I'm thinking, do I want to keep doing this, and how long can I do it for? But I mean, not just about me. You've been collecting stuff for ages now. Like you love your comics and also your figures. So talk a bit about that. Yeah, I've been reading comics since I was a little kid. Like I had a I've got a long box full of all sleeved up comics. I don't know how rare or what they're worth or anything, but I've got a lot. Um but like since I've been an adult and I've got a bit of money, I've like kind of invested in hot toys. I've got a whole glass cabinet full and I've got actually some rare ones in there that have only gone up in value. Like I got a Maugus from the old Republic, like you can't really buy them anymore. And with that yep. new trailer last week. I haven't looked, oh. but I guarantee it's gone up because Mialgus is back. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, more recently I've got uh, Mando. Like my, my favourites are the MCU ones and the Star Wars ones because like, like as you look at like recent sales and stuff, they're the ones that are like jumping. Like my oh, yeah. loot's increased. Mando obviously increased with the new season and shit. Well, Disney have just like killed it with those shows. So that obviously is going to rise the price of any toys, anything related to that kind of stuff. Yeah, and what I like about Hot Toys is because they're one six scale, so they're accurate to like real life, and they're not—they're kind of similar to Pokemon cards. They'll do a, a drop, so they'll come out, then they'll sell them for a few weeks, but then like that's it, and then it's only resale resellers that you get them from. So like, obviously, yeah. you get bent over trying to rebuy them and like chase certain characters. Like I want an Obi Wan and an Anakin, but I'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars each when they're only like a four hundred dollar figure. And that's, and that's the scariest part these days is that the fear of missing out of like not so much uh, like making having an investment of these uh, these um, either cards or collectibles or figures um, and selling them on one day for a lot more money. It's more the fact that you want one, but the chance you have to have them is like literally that small window that the release is. And if you miss that, then you are going to be paying a premium months later to try and get that same thing. And that's the, sca- and that's the fear of missing out. And it's so tough because... You just don't know what's going to happen these days and what how well things are going to do in the future. Po- no one thought that Pokemon cards, the base set, would go for as much as it is these days w- way back in the 90s. Like That's ridiculous how much it sells for now. And that's why people are keeping sealed product. Can you imagine if we were kids, go back, talk to our younger selves, or buy that pack of Pokemon cards and just put it under your bed, don't talk about it ever again until you're like 25? Or even just look after your cards a bit better than what, the way I did. Like 
Oh, it's, yeah, take them to school, trade them, put rubber bands around your deck to carry around. Oh, jeez, oh, I remember that doing that. Yeah, the rubber band thing. That's oh, I'm just rubbing my head now with disappointment. What was I thinking? I but, literally had the first run of Action Men. My mum oh, really? Me. Imagine if I kept the first run of Action Men sealed. Yeah. Far out. I'm just looking because, like, as I was saying, I have recently bought a lot more uh, collectible stuff. And, yeah, I'm looking around now at my desk, and I've got Funkos everywhere as well. And our Funkos have been around for a while now, uh, the, the Pops. And they're getting – they're releasing so many now, and there's just so much to the set. And, obviously, uh, Marvel and DC ones are really popular. The Office ones are really popular. Any Harry Potter ones. I've, but the thing is, I have like I love my Star Wars as well, and I've bought a few Star Wars ones. But there's just so many Star Wars different like in the collection that I can't go through and buy them all. Recently, Boba Fett has really taken off due to the show. Um, so I've got literally three different versions of Boba Fett sitting next to me, and that's purely just to hold on to and see if maybe one day I could sell them on for a little bit more. Now I know that's not the best way to look at collecting stuff, but I have the ones that I want to collect personally, keep for my personal collection, and then there's ones that I want to buy. For investment, and I don't think that's a bad thing because people can say that once you help, once when collectors buy things, they want to hold on to them. It's hard to resell them, but like I see them as a potential profit one day. Um, I love my anime ones. I've got I bought anime ones, and they're the ones I probably want to keep because anime is such a big thing in my life. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's funny how things have just changed the dynamic. But collecting's always been around, hasn't it? Like baseball cards. Um, yeah all the tokens that you get from cereal boxes to, to magazines and K-Zones and stuff like that. Well, remember Everything. Jackie Chan, the Jackie Chan show with the medallions and cards yep. you could get? That was a wicked collectible as a kid. Yeah, for sure. So there's the, And that's the thing. If some there's, there's somebody out there that enjoys this stuff, no matter what. It can be the smallest of things. It can be the, the most hypest of things. Somebody will enjoy it. Somebody will pay that premium for it because it's so hard to find. And people don't look – and back then, we didn't look after stuff. Only the people that looked after the stuff had a bit of inside knowledge that maybe it was going to take off one day, and that's just more that they loved their cards, they looked after them. Um, yeah, I just I can't believe the price of Pokemon cards these days, like as in the rare ones, the super rare stuff. I saw a TikTok last night. If this dude opened in basketball cards, and there were like some special edition ones. I don't know what they were. They were thick. Like the card yep. was pro- – one card would have been five Pokemon cards thick. Yeah. And it was – the tag on the video was a $4 million. It was a signed basketball card. It was $4 million. Yeah, I, I saw that. I do not know the reali- realism in that, like what's it actually going to go for on the market. But putting that $4 million card, can you imagine? That's your, that you pack that card, there you go. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've bought a few basketball cards uh, recently. I think it was the end of last year. Um, the shop I buy from this collectible shop in, in Melbourne in Australia – they had a sale on and I was looking at it and I was like, they're normally like $1,200 for this box and it was down to 400 So I said to one of the other crazy basketball fans that I, I work with, would you like to go halves in a box and just see what we get? Because you get guaranteed one autograph card. Yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be someone good, but it's just an autograph card. He got someone from the Celtics that wasn't a massive player um, in his time, but there's some other nice cards in there. But it is absolutely insane how much these cards go for. And my mate and I that work at the winery together, we were talking about because he's collecting cards as well. And we're both getting into and gearing up for Brilliant Stars that releases on Friday this week on the 25th of, um, of Feb. Yeah. And he, we've both pre-ordered heaps, like heaps of boxes for this Brilliant Stars because this is the first uh, set that has the most Charizards in it, which obviously everyone knows that Charizard is one of the most popular cards in all of Pokemon or characters as well. And so this has the most variations. So it's got like it's the new V-Star set. And yeah, 
we're just like, okay, this set should be popular. And that's the thing, should be popular. This is what scares me a little bit is that I've invested a bit of money into um, Pokemon, uh, fucking, what's called? Yeah, Brilliant Stars. Um, so I've invested a bit of money into it. And I was like, well, I'm going to open some of my own because this is the first time I want to get a master set. But there's also, you know, there's enough there's enough cards in there, enough cool cards that are hard to get that people may pay a premium for this in five, ten years' time. So that was my idea thinking kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. I just can't fathom dropping like 1500 bucks and stuff on a pack of cards. It's a gamble. Like, I don't – I can't do it. And that's what we keep talking about. It's like it's just a piece of cardboard, but it's the it's the thrill of the chase, you know, and it's, it's something different. So – I don't know. It's. I feel like I've jumped into this really quickly, and I've probably put a bit, bit, a bit too much money in at the get go. But then I'm saying that I just, why not put a bit, of, invest a bit of money into it and see what happens. The same as when you're buying crypto or shares, you've got a chance to lose everything, and yeah, that can happen to this. It's a gamble, but yeah, even I don't know collectibles. It's probably not as big of a return as crypto or stocks and that. But at least you got something physical. Like if you collectible goes yeah. to shit, you still have that cool. Darth Maul action figure or that Dark Magician card, like yeah. So the question I was going to ask you in general was that. So we've seen how over the years collectible things that have been looked after in pristine condition have done well in return for many people, whether it be Pokemon cards, figures, magazines, comics. But what happens in the future when everything goes digital? Like NFTs are taking off right now, and that's the new variation of collectibles. What happens when? Pokemon cards go to completely online. Like imagine that I mean, I don't think that will ever happen in the next ten years, but imagine that the one day that they go, we're gonna stop printing Pokemon cards and we're gonna start making them digitally and you crack packs. So like FIFA packs. Um what happens then? Do you reckon or, or, obviously the price should rise of the handheld product because it'd be impossible to find? Yeah. But like I just don't know where it's gonna go from here. It's it's a bit it's a bit scary, I think. I don't think like cards or comics or anything will ever go 100% digital. I think if digital becomes 90% of the market, a pack of Pokemon cards won't be $7 anymore. It'll be like $27 for a pack. They're going to go up, but also the real world value is going to go up. So people are going to want the real cards. They're going to pay more. So it's going to go up. Yeah, true. It's I, I'm just trying to pick what's the next. Uh, uh, NFTs right now are the one that's booming and taking off. Everyone's like, oh, buy something, hold on to it, see where it goes. But then I keep looking back and I think, well, history shows that Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, not so much. Yu-Gi-Oh, I find that I've got some old cards that I found the other day, which are really cool. They haven't moved in price too much. And I think it's because Yu-Gi-Oh was so popular because it's a playable card game and there's so many tournaments around the world that there's just so much uh, stock out there of even the old cards. It's only like the real, real, real old packs that are worth a lot of money. Even some of the cards, you know, I've packed... Uh, the new Battle of Chaos, and anyone that's seen my TikTok um, would have seen them. I've opened some and got some different cards, but they're not worth much. Like my most expensive card I go to there, which was a secret rare Blue Eyes Jet Dragon, is worth like twenty two dollars. Now, it comes down to do I value that more than twenty two dollars, and I and I enjoy it enough that I'll go get it graded, or I'll just look after and keep it safe, because. People, so many people are opening opening cards these days. There's so much, um, there's so much a big influx of cards on the market that people can sell them for, you know, ninety percent less than what they might actually be worth just to get rid of them, and then you get undercut and you don't make any money on them. So, uh, it's yeah. a tough one. It is really tough, like gambling on this and like hoping for something great and that. That's why I haven't got into packs as hard as you guys. I buy the odd pack every now and then, Snapchat you guys if I get something cool. Like I packed that Requiser that was expensive. Yeah. That's probably the best pull I've ever done. Like I'm still in the hole, but yeah. I'm, I'm wearing cards for the rush of the pack opening, not really. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I I enjoy the pack opening, but then I realize that there's a massive difference between getting that one rare card that you might get one in like three booster boxes that you open or keeping it as a sealed product to sell it on to one day that somebody really wants to take that chance of getting that rare card as well. So there's there's like, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, well, it's worth probably more money uh, being sealed because the chances are are likely that I won't pack that expensive card compared to packing that expensive card and maybe selling it on for $300. But then in three or four years' time, those boost boxes are like $500 a pop. Yeah. And um, our most recent collectible purchase to deviate from cards for two seconds, we bought our graded comics, our first one each. I'm so keen to see that in my hands. Like, I'm so glad you found them on Facebook Marketplace. It's such a cool thing having a graded comic, I think. Like, And to think that the ones that we got are, are old too. Like, the one I purchased is They're from nine. Yeah, 1993. I was born in 1994. So in next year, it's going to be 30 years old. A comic that's still in good condition, is that's nuts. Like I'm so keen to see that because I look at my comics from when I was a kid, I did not look after them well enough. They're like paid for this. As a kid, that's what you enjoy. Same with Pokemon cards and all that kind of stuff. You're always damaging because you're always using them. But So yeah, we, we got full CGC Universal graded comics. Scad's got the Adventures of Superman 501. And I got, where's the photo of mine? I just saw it. I got Ghost Rider 42, Road to Vengeance. So, yeah, both very different. One yeah, one DC, one Marvel, but I'd never held a graded comic in my life. And they, you can feel the quality. Like, I understand what grading is so prevalent in the like, collectible scene. Yeah. It's, having a slab looks so good. And that, and that's, I will send off some of the Pokemon cards that I get and Yu-Gi-Oh cards um, once a new Brilliant Stars comes out Friday and I crack a few more boxes. Um but yeah, I think the long term of things is that you just need to look at it and go, if I hold on to it long enough, I should make my money back minimum or make money on it. And that's why I keep thinking, I bought a case of Brilliant Stars, so six booster boxes that I'm keeping sealed. They are like, a hun- I bought them for roughly $170 a box. They should, so in say in two years time, I could sell it for like, because once the special's over, they sell for two two fifty sometimes in some online stores. I should be able to relatively get my money back or at least triple my money in two, three years' time. That's how it should work. Doesn't mean it will. And this is not financial advice to go out and do this kind of stuff. It's just saying that's how the market's gone over the last couple of years. Yeah, I've um, I've got a few comics I want to send away to get graded, but I'm just like scared because it's going to take so long to come back and I won't have them. Yeah, true. And that's the scariest part of sending off cards as well if they get damaged and they get lost in the mail. But there's so many more things. And we will talk about this topic again one day um, because there's so much going on and like I've made a few TikToks about it. You can go check it out. Uh, I guess it's under under my thing, Nathan Scott. I might even chat, put it in the in the uh, link. Anyways, guys, we're coming up on 14 and a half minutes, so we've got a strict rule of 15 minutes. We hope you enjoyed this video. We will talk about more collectible stuff and trading cards and yada, 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 all that sometime soon. But Nick, any final words? Nah, deuces. Thanks, guys. Take care.